Greta's Story, Chapter 4 Greta's parents understood what she was trying to do, but they didn't agree that she should skip school. They told her quite clearly that their job was to make sure she attended classes. They asked her if there really was no other way for her to make her voice heard, but she said no, there wasn't. At age 15, you can't even vote, so there was no other way she could make her case. Although Melina and Svante shared their daughter's concerns, school was the priority. However, they remembered that when Greta was miserable, she wouldn't even leave the house. So they had to admit that protesting outside the parliament in support of her beliefs had made her feel better. She seemed to have rediscovered a little spark that she had lost during her depression. A lot of her teachers also felt it was wrong not to attend classes, and they let her know. Greta ignored them all, convinced that she was right. Perhaps by skipping school she would end up in trouble, but she was prepared to suffer the consequences of her choices. I'm doing it because no one else cares, she said. The evidence said she was right, or at least it showed that a lot of people agreed with her. On the 7th of September, election day, and the day of Greta's biggest climate strike yet, a large crowd of people sat on the ground in front of the parliament building. Greta's determination had woken people up and something was changing. The Swedes and many other people around the world were turning their attention to the well-being of the planet and to the girl with plaques holding a placard. Happy with what had been achieved so far, Greta was now ready for new challenges and situations that previously she would have found difficult to deal with. The day after the election, she prepared a speech for the People's Climate March a big rally held on the same day in several cities around the world. Thousands of people marched, demanding that those in power organise serious initiatives to stop the climate disaster. Even in Stockholm, there was a march through the city, which then gathered in the square, where several climate change activists spoke from a podium. The organiser had also asked Greta to speak. This was precisely the kind of situation that could be a problem for her. Her parents were worried. People with Asperger's syndrome can often become very afraid, more than other people. They are overwhelmed by uncontrollable anxiety, which prevents them from speaking, simply blocking their speech. This happens particularly when they are addressing a person they have never met before, or even worse, a group of people. It's not simply shyness, which can happen to anybody. Speaking becomes really impossible and you cannot be persuaded to open your mouth no matter how gently you are asked to. Doctors have given this a fancy name, selective mutism. Svante and Melina tried to warn their daughter. Did she really feel like doing this? Was she re ready to tackle a situation like that? But Greta, like all teenagers, and maybe even more than most of them, could be stubborn once she had made a decision. She was not prepared to compromise on the issue she cared about. She would go ahead and address the rally. Under a grey sky, Greta gripped the microphone, held on tightly to the sheet on which she had written her notes and spoke to the dozens of people in the crowd. When she got to the end, the audience applauded. They were moved by the words of the teenager with the plaques. On the same day as the People's Climate March, Greta announced her decision. She would continue with the school strike sitting outside the parliament building every Friday. She planned to continue until Sweden achieved all the goals that its political representatives had announced at the Paris conference. They had promised, after all. Global warming had to be reduced and the increase in temperature kept below two degrees. 
with the aim of not going over 1.5 degrees. The politicians had signed the Paris Agreement, so why not commit to taking action on it immediately? On her Instagram profile, Greta invited everyone to take part and join her every Friday. Her invitation was very clear. There is a lot less time than we think, she said. Failure will bring disaster. Having decided on her strategy, the following Monday Greta went back to school, to the great relief of her parents and teachers. But her struggle continued. Greta was encouraged by the crowd that had gathered on election day for the school's strike for climate and the interest people had shown in the climate march. She was now confident that out there, and not just in Stockholm, there were a lot of people prepared to support her fight. They needed to become involved and had to be convinced to take action. She recorded a message in a short video, which she then posted on Instagram, explaining in English the reasons behind her strike. She wanted to be sure that everybody understood what she was saying, even outside Sweden. Her fellow citizens soon showed how interested they were. By the last Friday of September, rallies were, being, were already being held in Malmö, Gothenburg and many other Swedish cities. They were all demanding immediate, decisive action to stop global warming. Journalists also supported Greta. They were more and more interested in the story of the 15-year-old who skipped classes as a form of protest. They all wanted to interview her. They came from all over the world and had a lot of questions for her. How did she get the idea to strike? What did her parents and teachers think? What motivates a 15-year-old to become so interested in the environment? Greta answered their questions although she didn't really feel like talking about herself. The welfare of the planet seemed like a much more interesting and important topic. But she accepted an invitation to take part in a television broadcast and held meetings in several Swedish cities. It was tiring having to deal with so many strangers, but Greta had a deep understanding of the issue and could speak clearly about the problem of climate change. Over the years, she had become a real expert. When the famous American magazine, The New Yorker, interviewed her and the reporter wrote in the article that greenhouse gas emissions have gone down, Greta did not hesitate to point out that what had been said in the article was wrong. It didn't matter that the article had been written by the reporter of a famous magazine. You have to be honest and tell the truth. All kinds of different statistics can be used to illustrate a complex problem like global warming. Politicians often choose the most favourable ones highlighting the progress that has been made to avoid revealing how serious the situation still is. But it is only fair that people know the truth. It is childish to kid yourself that there isn't a problem. Ironically, it took a 15-year-old to point this out to the country's politicians.